There she goes. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. <laughs> Shirley, shall I get one of those sandwich toasters? You know, the Breville's. Do you know what? Do you want to just borrow mine indefinitely? Yes, why? This is the thing. Because you've had it for a while, so are you sick of yours now? No, 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 no. I'm, I don't really do gluten now. So what are these um, slices I'm toasting? Because I was going to buy myself one for Christmas. I know I it's so sad them. to do that. The thing is, the thing is, uh, it, space, surface space. Where, where will you store? Hands said. face space. Hands face space. That's exactly what my um, unwilling willing saying. But don't watch that. It's fine. I'll store it underneath or under over. Because what I would really like and what I know I can't have is a, um, a pressure cooker, a slow cooker. I'd love one. Okay. I'd love okay, one. Mavis. So Mavis, you can do. You need to slow down. No, but you can do like a slow lamb that usually takes five hours, 20 minutes. You know, Every Arab woman, every self-respecting Arab woman has a pressure cooker in her kitchen. I just don't have the space. Okay, but that's very different from a Breville toaster, isn't it? Yeah. If you lend it to me, I'll be really, really chuffed. Can I come and collect it sometime over the next, uh, well, the new year? The new year is happy. I'm good for it. Yeah. That'd be really that great. Thank you very much, Shelley. I've got that sorted. Lovely. Tick. Is that what you were sort of angling at when you said, oh, do you do you use that Breville toaster? No, anymore? no, not at all. I mean, I was, I've, I've got it on Amazon now. I was about to press click. But I was going to, I thought you were going to say, no, don't bother. Gonna, they get break down after five minutes. Oh, you must absolutely know. You've always got strong opinions. Um, I grew up with one of those and we loved them. They were such a treat. The old, because you know the one I have, you know, it's the presser. It's not the one where they make the nice lines in I the know, triangle, I know, yeah. which I really love. But who does sliced white anymore anyway? I do. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Do you know Julia Donaldson has sold over 13 million co- copies of um, The Gruffalo? Good for her. It's going, to be, it's going to be a white Christmas for her. I'm not suggesting she's on the bag. I'm just saying if she wanted to have a party and get some in, she could. Because that's a lot of money. Do you know what she's actually done? I was reading an article in The Guardian about this. Um, she bought her post office next door to save the local post office because she's got the dollar she lives in west sussex no that's lovely so actually she's a you know she's a good bloke no i mean that's not she and and she used to be a busker i love stories like that i know that's a, that's enough enough interesting facts for me shelly now over to you interesting fact you know you know when your he- he- brain's just putty but i don't even feel in you know usually i'd get really nervous when you say that over to you i feel at, i'm absolutely dead from the eyebrow down. It's been a lot, to be fair, it's been a long week. Shirley and I have really pushed up. We've been like putty. We've been pushed and pulled all, and squashed. In all different directions. But it's been nice, hasn't it, to be creative so near to the end of the year? It is. No, it's really nice. I, I, I don't, I don't complain. I do complain, but I, 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 I wouldn't have it any other way. Only days till Christmas now, Shirley. Only days till Christmas. Do you Christmas. feel prepared? No, I told you. Shirley scared me earlier by saying that all the supermarkets are now going to close I on didn't Christmas say Eve. And obviously I, that's when I do I my shopping. Asda, and I don't think you need to worry. And you said maybe said M&S. Maybe, so basically, Asda have decided that on one of the busiest days of their year, they are going to close on Christmas Eve because it's been a pig of a year. And they want to give their employees Christmas Eve off. And they're also giving them a bonus. And there's one other supermarket. And I think, and I'm usually wrong... So don't quaff me. I think it's M&S. And then you had a Q breakdown from you. Oh, but I plan to do all my shopping in M&S on Christmas Eve. I plan to do my food shopping, yeah, on Christmas Eve at lunchtime. But that's enough for me now. That's enough for me. We've got a very special guest today, haven't oh, we, I'm Shirley? Excited. 
so exciting. She's a real, she's like a sort of warm cup of hot cocoa with marshmallows and cream and hundreds no, of no, thousands. No, no, but she's more decadent than there. There's definitely some liquor at the bottom of that. Liquor yeah, in there, the, yeah. You know when there's really nice, just sort of hot toddies or or like a really decadent Irish shot of Irish Baileys. coffee. When you just go, oh, shall yeah, we go for an Irish coffee? Like. It's got double cream in, it's got coffee, it's got whiskey, and you go, fuck it, we it's must. Christmas. We must, yeah. So without further ado, I think we're going to introduce her, aren't we, Shirley? Let's bring her on. Now, our next guest, well, or rather, our guest this tax quarter is a personal fave of mine. Um, I actually stalked her for the best part of three years. She's an actor, singer, dancer, mother, believer. I'd go as far as saying she's a national treasure. Please welcome star of stage and screen, the deliciously scrumptious Janie D. <laughs> wow. Well, that was an introduction worth waiting for. Absolutely. <laughs> and thank you. Did. Welcome. How are thank you, Janie? How's lockdown been treating you? I've actually, I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm, I'm sure many of us have been quietly thinking this is quite nice to have a bit of time to garden and cook mm. and be with the kids for a change. Although I'm not seeing much of Tilda, but I'm seeing a lot of Alfie, which is really lovely. Um, and That's just, good. So the Alfie's back. Well, I suppose Alfie, how old's Alfie now? 16. So he, he never moved out. He never no, moved out. He's always no, been no. at home. Yeah, yeah. And then is Tilda still at university? No, Tilda, Tilda graduated about two or three years ago now. Uh, two years ago. Um, amazing, isn't it? And uh, did six, and then that went on without them. But they've done... I'm saying them because they're, they're non-binary, so that's my... I've got to practice this now. Um, but this, they, them, you know. Yes, well, we, we all have to practice, but when it's closer to home, I suppose you really have to be on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, inform myself read up on it and all that because it's something they take very seriously so um anyway yeah so they went to cambridge and then left and did all sorts of things and they're now they, i think they just did an advertisement a commercial during lockdown so wow have, have they followed in their mother's footsteps uh well i don't know about that but they're, they're doing their own thing but within the the theatrical and the cinematic world yes amazing yeah, yeah. Bravo, bravo. fantastic yeah and and they're quite a good uh, seamstress as well. So I think they've been making a lot of masks, you know, these masks that people are making, which are much better than the terrible plasticky blue-white ones which people are dropping all over the... You know, yeah, somebody told me this morning, a billion masks are dropped every day. Oh, gosh. It, it, yeah, it's becoming a massive problem. It is. And when it, you it is. Ask, but when you say masks, my mind still goes to Venetian as opposed to just... I know, so did mine initially. And then I, I thought, had to oh, remember. lovely, they're making Venetian masks. Of course they are. But actually, no, you meant sort of face masks. Pan- pandemic masks, pandemic yeah. Masks. Okay. Very pretty, pretty pandemic masks. Pretty but, uh, yeah, that's what we've been doing. And Alfie has been doing loads of skateboarding and loads of GCSE kind of homework and um, making films. He's uh, He's Gosh. got a new and he's making films yeah gosh you're a creative bunch i know you really are well you know i think we're all interested in it i think they've seen both rupert and i kind of in our um 
on and off uh, days with it, but they still find it home like we do. You know, you, when you come back to the theatre, as I did last week, I went to the palace to do a concert and it was a bit like coming home, you know. Mm. Um, and it's a sort of second home, isn't it? Oh, yeah, nice, I bet that was nice. a lovely feeling, was it? What were you doing at the Palace Theatre? I was doing a concert with Alex Parker, um, Kings of Broadway, which we've done before, but he just suddenly said, oh, can we just do this before Christmas? I really want to do it. Mm. I know exactly how he feels. Like, Let's just get one in before Christmas, you know. And we all turned up fatter and a bit out of shape and uh, looking at each other like, are we really going to do this? You know, and it was extraordinarily terrifying because usually we're used to turning up at the Palace Theatre or wherever we've got the concert, feeling ready, fighting fit, match fit, as they would say, after, you know, eight shows a week, you get into a sort of swing of it. But we've all been, I mean, I went into Jamie Parker's dressing room. He's there with his wife chatting away. And I said, how are you doing? And they said, well, we're all right. How are you? And I said, I don't really feel that fit, to be honest. And, and then Jamie just got hold of his stomach and just waggled it at me. <laughs> like, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, he said too much cheese and wine in the evenings. And, you know, this is not our lifestyle. We do not do mm. that. Having to put on a concert from sitting on the sofa, not exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly not that like that. I can't sit on the sofa. But when you're doing Zoom things, I don't know about you, but I find that the phone and sitting has become more of a thing. And I, yeah. you know, if, if you want to teach or interact or do an interview, you are constrained to your phone or your laptop and therefore sedentary, as opposed to, as we usually are, getting warmed up and then being very physically active, you know. So anyway, it was just a bit scary being back in the theatre. But when we got on stage, it all came back and the show was terrific. I mean, oh, the voices great. were just great. I was so... Mm-hmm really so privileged i think honored to be on the stage with all those people they were amazing um just some wonderful youngsters who who were singing like i've never heard before just such soaring voices and um new interpretations it's been, it's been pent up hasn't it all this time they've got something yeah. to say oh yeah yeah they're raring to go and and also the heartache of those older ones of us you know who have missed it just simply because it has become one's life you know it becomes yeah. part of the the day having said that i'm really glad to have stopped i've had a very useful and profoundly moving kind of life-changing time whilst i've been out of uh, out of it and and i'm you know apart from being a bit fatter apart from that um that's oh, fine Janie, the rest can't... is good you can't stop there. What's this life-changing um, episode you've more. had? Our audience wants to know more, Janie, please. Well, I'm sure that I'm not the only one who noticed that when everything stopped, it was very, very beautiful. Mm. And being close to nature and seeing the sky turn completely blue with no white streaks on it and seeing the waters clear really meant a lot to me. And I thought I really do want you know i was getting ready for the london climate change festival before we started this and it's got it's got to happen and so you know we are we are going to do it on april the 11th at the coliseum i've just spoken to dominic drumgoul who's going to direct it and i've spoken to a award-winning um sky arts chief correspondent Stuart ramsey who's going to 
MD, MC the evening and the English National Opera are going to play and sing and hopefully London-centric companies will come. Hopefully you'll come and brighten the evening as well with something about climate change. But what we've got to do is quickly make something happen. And so although it will be an artistic concert, it will also be um, live streamed and video linked across the world to other wow. people who are doing stuff Amazing. in different countries and artists and scientists alike who can help us to act now as opposed to talk about it we've got to start really changing our energy provider and putting our money in the right place and not buying too much food so that we waste it every week and you know there's 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 a lot more to it than I'm going to talk about now because I've still got some homework to do but things like you know that the idea that going vegan is going to save the planet is actually not true as well so we need to we we really uh, need to get the truth of it very, very clearly center stage so that it can bounce and ping around the planet and people know what it is they have to do in their homes, not just the government. The government will, they will take their time and we can't wait for them. We have to initiate it ourselves. And it was my children that made me think that both before lockdown and during it, they have been so conscientious about the way they behave that I just feel the least I can do with the years I've got left is everything I can to save their world. You know, it's not mm. going to be my world, it's going to be their world. And I, I just feel really embarrassed that I didn't do better before because I've really known about global warming for 30 years. And, you know, but better late than never. So, you know, one will put on the best event one can and, and then also make changes to my life. I mean, I'm just absolutely convinced it's the way forward, you know. Oh, I'm wow. with you, Janie, 100%, and, 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 and so beautifully put. And I think what's changed, what has changed, yes, we've always been aware, but the sort of the infrastructure wasn't in place. Now it's actually, there's no excuse. There's no excuse to use plastic. There's no excuse not to, you know, um, uh, to use single use anything. You know, it's made so much easier. And, and when things are made easier, people can actually, you know, start complying and start making a difference. And I know that we've completely changed our way in this house. I never thought five years ago that we'd be doing half the things we're doing now. But I'm pleased that we are. And it's expensive, so not everyone can afford it. Mm. So, um, you know, we have to factor that. It, it, it costs money to make things a certain way, environmentally friendly, and that will change. But I'm, I'm really, I'm, I back you 100%. I think it's brilliant what you're doing. And uh, Yeah. There, there are things like, you know, you can turn your, your, socket, your plug sockets off at night. And lots of people just don't do that. But if you go around the house turning your plug sockets off, if everybody did that, there'd be a huge amount of energy saved and therefore less carbon going through the air. Obviously, there's loads of people doing research about what we can use instead of fossil fuels. And, you know, the renewable energy is the only option at the moment. But the the other real option is for us to just not use as much, you know, because we are excessive, particularly in this country. We live as if we are four countries. And that is statistically fact. Gosh. Well, listen, I'm sure this event will be an absolute triumph. And please do invite us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so appropriate. (laughs) Janie, after the last time you invited us on stage. We had a blast. It was many years ago now. It was for Remembrance Day. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're so lovely. So lovely. 
We were after Tony Benn, I remember, and we did our ballerina yeah. sketch where I pulled a, a sort of chorizo <laughs> from Joanna's Fanny. Um, and I think they enjoyed, they did enjoy, but they did think, gosh, wow, these girls are punchy. Who bought, who bought these, <laughs> these in? Who's responsible for these two? <laughs> but it, yes. was, it was fun. And, it, you know, it was a charity event, wasn't it? Uh, yes. yes. And we were thrilled to the guilds to be invited. That's the main thing, Janie. We really were. I don't think but we've you know, on such you a are stage my you Aww. are my favourites, and I and I did book to see you at ZL. I really got my act together. I got two tickets. I was going to bring one of my best friends from school because I knew she would absolutely love you, and we would have uh, a real giggle together. And then, of course, was it about a week before or something? They they put us back into lockdown again. Mm. Um, yes. So did what did you do? Did you go and do the show live stream it that night? No, we didn't. In fact, we've been pushed back by Zadell twice now, but hopefully next year, you know, and actually you realise that it, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's not in the grand scheme of things, it's fine. <laughs> Are you both mothers now? Yes, we are. We have Hence the podcast Mother Funk. Do you know that, Pasquale, because I, I mean, just I, I mentioned in, in the introduction to you, Janie, that I stalked you for the best part of three years. I need to clarify. Um, I always start things and I don't finish them. Um, but my boss, my old boss, I work for myself now, but I used to work for a man in his 70s who was at, who is still, he's still with us, thank goodness, but very much obsessed, devoted, in love, all the above with you, Janie D. And being his PA, anytime you were on in town, it was like, book two tickets, we're going to go see Janie. And we chased you around the UK. We, we saw you in a, hey, Dolly at the curve. Um, we went to, um, oh, we, Follies at the National. That was a treat. You did. You, you, you have kept turning up and I've been so grateful. It's always been an absolute joy whenever you come. But it's so nice because I don't know anyone else who receives their stalkers like you do. It's so gracious of you. <laughs> you invite us into your dressing room, you give us drinks, and you say, come again. And, um, and you, ha you have no... And there's my, um, there's my boss having really salacious thoughts about you. And uh, I think that's really, you know, that's really championing you. Well done. Um, <laughs> but, Joanna, you, you, you've forgotten that, or maybe you're just not mentioning it, that we originally met and became friends, I like to think, on the Pinter, on the Pinter days. Is that right? And yes, uh, that makes, doesn't make my story as impressive if we actually knew each other beforehand. But you're right. You, I do know you from way back when. And um, I, I treasure those days. Of course, I treasured them. And that, that was a very special time when we worked together yeah. on Howard Pinter's memorial and you were in Betrayal. And yes. I've never seen yes. it performed since like that, I have to say. Um, yeah, they were very special times. And you it was very, very special. Yeah, it was lovely. And, and, and then we got to know each other a bit because you were still down the road. And then after that, you started stalking, as you say. Yeah, with the, exactly. Well, say, but yeah, but it's, it's been lovely. And it's, I'm so it's grateful. It's funny how he brought us, because I, I would have just sort of go, oh, Jenny D, that lovely lady I once knew. And then I start working for someone who has a sort of... Uh, a, a, an obsession from old and it happens to be JD and I go well you're in luck because I have her number and um, that's how we'd go stalk you then I go oh fancy a drink I just happened to be here but no I was with you. I, I've got you. into trouble actually with my my kids for um <coughs> not you know I mean you're not but I do have a lot of uh friends stalkers admirers not, <laughs> well a lot of people have started out as simply audience members who have become friends and 
it's because I will say hello to everybody and, and sometimes end up, you know, having more than a, a proper chat with them and a photo and all that. And I noticed when I was working with Angela Lansbury, she just used to wave at people, sign a thing, one, two, three, and off through the crowds mm. and home. That's it. That's what she would do. And my my son said to me once, why don't you do that, mummy? You know, and I said, well, it's never like that for me anyway. But I think I'm a little bit needy. You know, I get, I get to the stage door and if somebody says, well done, I'm just so flattered. And <laughs> move them in, move them in the next day. Listen, that's I, lovely. Yeah. You have no idea what uh, an effect you have on people like my boss, and obviously me, but we do know each other from before. When there's someone you admire and you've just seen just completely light up a stage and, and therefore light up your life, actually takes the time to speak to you. It, that memory lasts for, for a lifetime. So just well, you know, you I, difference. I think I do know what it feels like because when I was little, my dad and my mum took me to see things in the theatre that were so wonderful. I remember Tom Conti in there playing our song and my mum had a real crush on him. So at the end, I said, we could wait and get his autograph if you like, mummy. And she said, oh no. And I said, come on, let's wait. Anyway, Tom Conti came out with his lovely floppy dark fringe mm. and Aww. he stood and chatted to us. And then he looked at my mum and he said, what's your name? And she said, Ruth. And he said, well, it's lovely to meet you, Ruth. And he looked at her with those gorgeous eyes. And I saw my mum in front of me sort of melt and become lit up at the same time, as you say. And I think it was, it was that. And also meeting Helen Geltzer and Clark Peters when they were doing Bubbling Brown Sugar. My dad took me. I don't know how we ended up at this club or something. And they happened to be there. And we all had a glass of Coca-Cola together. And... I just felt so thrilled to bits to meet the people I'd just seen on stage. So it's partly that and also yeah. it is true gratitude that people come to see you. You know, I mean, it's a two way thing. If you perform mm. and there's nobody in the audience, it doesn't feel great. But if you're there and there are people enjoying what you're doing, it's a wonderful night, you know. You know, absolutely. So Shelley and I often sleep with our... Uh audience members, but we've stopped that now since we've, <laughs> Not since we've had kids. So Joanna and I, yes, we've got baby, we've got baby boys, 13 days apart, Janie, can you believe? That's incredible. I know, I know, people don't believe us until they see, they see the evidence. Uh, what I wanted to know really is how being a mother has affected, impacted your career, if at all. I mean, it must have in some way. Because obviously the wife and I grapple with this, don't we, Shirley? Just obviously oh, ours definitely. are small. So this week, yeah. for example, you know, we've been really working. You don't see them and you feel, you know, slightly, yeah. oh, I'm feeling slightly guilty. But how has yeah. being a mother impacted your, your career? Well, I'm, of course, I'm on the other end of it now. So being now, you know, getting closer to 60, the kids are in their teens. Yeah. And it's all gone rather quickly now. And I really wish I've got to say this. And it's horrible to say it, but I really wish that I had said no to a few more things. I think it was always difficult to say no to Peter Hall yeah. when he asked me. Um, I loved Peter and I knew that I only had a bit of time with him because he was simply so old by the time I was working with him. And I treasured his rich direction and wisdom. Um, but at the expense of, you know, I, I'd go off to Bath and I wouldn't see the kids or I'd go on tour and I wouldn't see, I'd take one of them with me and then 
sometimes had Matilda too, but Matilda was at school by then. So when once Matilda was at school, yeah, it was it was very hard on them, and I'm only now uh, filled with remorse that I did not realise that it would have the impact it has on all of us, which is, you know, you do you do have to work at being a family. If, if the family should be the priority and I always thought it was and I did turn down stuff to be with them too but I think I know other actresses who have turned down a lot more possibly at the expense of their careers and and yet usually the family triumphs and that is sort of what I was trying to do but you know in these latter days um my husband has gone and uh, although he's still very close you know we're we're friends he he was—he just got sick of me never being there, you know. And I think Tilda as well feels some. What's the word? Uh, I can't think of the word. Sorry, but uh, you know, is is upset about it, and uh, you know that I wasn't there more. So I, I would, I would say now I would warn people that you know it it doesn't feel great to get to this end and and realise that you you didn't spend enough time with your family. It's um, so it's hard. hard to. Right, and especially as the woman, because it's it's always our it's always our problem, isn't it? All of this trying to get that balance right, and 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 the theatre life, as marvelous as it is, it's just so unforgiving. Well, the hours the hours are unforgiving. It's weekends, it's it's evenings, it's sort of afternoons. You know, it's um, it's Mm. really brutal. It is brutal, and I was always slightly in love with the eight shows a week because of the as I was saying earlier, the match fitness that you get from it. But, of course, Tilda used to come in and watch me over and over. I think she saw 17 performances of my one and only. And, um, sorry, they saw them. And and there was one very sweet car journey once where I was practising this note. And she said, Mummy, I don't think you should sing like that. I think you should do it more beautifully, like this. Oh. And then sang a bit they sang a bit of the song very beautifully and I'd been trying to do a kind of jazzy slightly harder sound on it and I said oh gosh that was lovely and Matilda said yeah that's the way you should do it Wow! (laughs) at the age of five so there became a sort of I thought there was a sort of joy in it and and I would stop sometimes and say are you all okay with this and they'd say yes and in fact once they said the thing is, Mummy, if you were home all the time, we wouldn't appreciate you as much. Mm. You know, when you come there home, it's are. great fun. So, so I thought that was the case. But I, I know that my intention was to balance. That's all I can say. I was trying to balance it. And there were times when I had a very strong gut feeling that I shouldn't go somewhere. And therefore, I pulled out and didn't go. And I was always right to do that. But I think there should have been more of that. And... You know, now I'm looking back on a career that I can't remember much of it as well. You know, it does go. I just sort of just literally disappear. Well, your and credits has... go on and on and on. I mean, yeah. it's really impressive. Yes, it's impressive if if you care about it. But if you're the child, mm. you know, they mean nothing. And, and, and so these credits are, it means I know what I'm doing now. But we don't even have a profession right now. So it is it is a real time of reckoning for me. Um, 
and I love, still love the theatre and I really believe in it. I think it's a healing place. I think it's a profoundly enlightening place. Mm. And is it, it's a democratic place where conversations can take place mm. about just about anything. Um, so I really believe in theatre, uh, very much like the Greeks started their, we, we believe they started democracy. So they had theatre for the same reason, that, that, that ideas and thoughts could be aired and shared and discussed as they should be um not squashed you're not allowed to say that you're not allowed to have that idea but aired so that everybody gets to speak and i think that's the healthy thing about theater and the worrying thing about right now we need yeah. theater right now more than ever we need to hear ideas and thoughts and people's opinions but not just one person's we need to hear all the opinions otherwise we cease to become democratic mm. yeah and we're, so, we're in so, danger of that, for sure. Yeah, so it's it's quite, you know, I mean, I, I love that you two are mothers and I love that you do comedy and I think it's really important that you do what you do. I, I do urge you to continue, but um, don't do what I did. Uh, and, I mean, you know, I... Have there just aren't the offers, Janie, to be fair. There aren't the offers. I don't know I, how... I, well, I'm sure there are, but I mean... It's just, I thought when I got off the plane from, you know, I got off the plane going to LA to do this series, I thought that was my big moment, that I was really giving up a lot. But I see now that that, that was just one of many more that I should have given up. But uh, I don't know, I'd love to hear from other mothers what, what they've done. You know, I've only got a few people to compare with and not all of them, even the successful ones have had the trouble that we've had in this family. And I think it's it's probably important that I don't put it all down to my career being the problem. But I think, yeah, I should have, I really should have um, spent a bit more time with my family. So, so difficult. I don't even know what to say to that because I think this whole thing is so unfair. And <laughs> we've been doing a lot of sort of um, comedy around um, mothers and can they really have it all? And so many of our characters just take the piss out of that actual concept because no, you cannot have it all. You just can't. You know, we don't have anything, you know, there's, there's not, you know, there's nothing in place at the moment whereby there's a crash at the theatre where, you know, mum can go to work or dad and um, the kids are being looked after and you can check in with them. There's just, there's just nothing in place, really. When I started Follies, I asked Rufus if we could have a crash during Easter because we were going to be rehearsing during Easter. And I said, it would be so fantastic and I will arrange it. And I got all the children of the people who are in, are in Follies to come in and we found two practitioners who would do um, the week for them and they made a film and they played games wow. and they put on plays and they had a week and we met them for lunch and so it was really the best week um, that we all had. Everybody enjoyed it, you know. See, that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. But it takes it takes you to actually voice these opinions and say I will sort it because unless you say that it doesn't get done. That's the thing but about it, wasn't it? Well, I think that's always the case, that if you want something done, then do it. I, I actually do. I don't think that we can expect some, somebody else to do it, you know? No. We, we have to, we have to uh, activate those things. And in fact, when I did say it, he put me through to the educational department, who were thrilled to bits to throw money at it at the time. And, but it never came back, and that was the only problem that... Uh, I'm not sure if that was our fault or, or what happened there, but we just didn't keep it going. <laughs>
let's um oh, i've got so many questions but no we should i know and i'm really enjoying also yeah i this is the Although thing our with jamie. visual is just an orange chair i really am enjoying your thoughts at home i know you, the thing is you can listen to jamie all day but you need all day because so many stories so many yeah, brilliant brilliant stories um oh, i do, yeah. I don't know where to, 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 to go in. You have worked with so many wonderful, weird, wonderful people. And, you know, as Shelley says, you know, your credits are as long as my leg. Uh, but there must be, you leg. know, who's the most interesting director that you've worked with? Oh, well, it's difficult because, I know. honestly, I know. they're all interesting. Peter Hall is the big daddy, and I loved working with him. Uh, and it was very nice to have Harold in the room, Harold Pinter in the room quite often whilst we were working with him. It's a very was it nice or was it terrifying? It was it was terrifying to begin with, and then it was wonderful because he was. We knew each other by the time he was coming in more, and, and oh, it he had to stop. He was very you, fond of you, Janie. Very fond of you. I was. And very that's fond the thing with the thing is with Harold. Once you have him on side, once he's in, he is the most loyal. Um, sort of brilliant sort of champion of you. He, he doesn't, you know, he's so desperately loyal. So once you feel oh, safe yeah. with him, and, but the problem yeah. is so many never got to experience that. And it was well, just terrifying. But yeah, a, a very I had a very I had a very good start with him. You know, we just got off to, it was with the Peace concert, which I was producing. And so he was already kind of, we were engaged in doing that. You know, he, he offered the bombs and uh, God bless America. Uh, yep. the two poems that he wrote yeah. and uh, yeah I won't go into the whole story now because it'll take too long but um, yeah that's how we got to know each other and it sort of paved the way for betrayal and then we were doing betrayal and got to know each other even better and had a lovely lunch in that French restaurant over the road once and you know it was always combined with a glass of wine and a good story always absolutely <laughs> and then there was um, you know Peter Hall as I say was the great director and then Dominic Drumgoul who sort of you know, he's sort of taken up the baton in a way, running the globe so brilliantly as he did. And then the Oscar Wilde Company, and he's going to direct the the uh, London Climate Change concert, which is going to be called Song for Nature. Okay. And, and when is this song, Jamie, so that our listeners can sort of tune in either to the live feed or... So uh, it will happen on the 11th of April. Okay. Uh, it will happen at the Coliseum. We will get tickets starting to be sold in January. So Song for Nature will be the concert. And we're hoping to get all the London-centric companies, dance companies, ballet companies, um, drama companies, everybody, and, and, and lots of comedians as well. And as I say, reach out across the planet to other artists, theatres, and people who are doing things that are making a difference. Um, and that's just all going to happen on the 11th of uh, April, and then there'll be more after that. But uh, just going back to directors, I must mention um, Simon Godwin, who I thought was brilliant as well uh, when I did stuff at the... Um, and, oh, and Dominic she's Cook. Clapping her hands. Yes, she's, yeah. she's a fan of Simon. She's a fan. Ah, oh, well, he's, he's truly an enlightened man and very, very beautiful human being. I mean, really special. And... Uh, you know, that goes a long way. I think that's this loyalty thing that you talk about with Harold. I think uh, that that's one of the very good things I've found in the theatre, that people are loyal to you. Yeah. And you learn, you learn it from the best, you know. It's wonderful. Wow. Uh, and Dominic, Dominic Cook, uh, who, who looked after the Royal Court, did Follies, of course, and he was just exemplary. He used to in, inspire us constantly with, with great tales of 
certain you know people that he'd worked with and he sent us a wonderful quote by Martha Graham which I will just send you and then you've got it and you can decide whether to read it one of you out or not but it's can you say it now can you read no. it I haven't I don't know if I can find it um I think he emailed you must it, know it par cœur no it's long it's okay, long we, I listen, okay we would love it do send it over either, I'll, I'll either send by it to email you. or pigeon I think it would be really nice because I've spoken a lot. If you, one of you read it, you know, when you do this and uh, to introduce it or something. And that can be what Dominic Cook gave us that for the opening night of Follies. And he said, I'm not doing presents because I think this is better. Um. Do you know, it really was. I mean, the first time he did give us wine, but the second time he gave us this amazing quote by Martha Graham and I shall keep it with me forevermore. But as I say, it's in my phone and I don't want to, you know, no, 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 no. Don't you? I, I want to ask you now. We have to move on to more festive topics because we're nearly out of time. Yeah. Um, we we like to we like to ask a few. We we'd like to know out, out of everyone. It can be political figures. It can be anyone. Um, who would you give a stocking and who would you put down the chimney this year? This year. Uh, so uh, who deserves a stocking and who deserves to be shoved down the chimney? Okay, Rishi. I like Rishi. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know how they're managing to pay everybody. Got a machine. And I know, and I, I know they're not paying absolutely everybody, but I think Rishi Sunak has been really rather amazing. Mm. I'm not a Tory, and I think I might put the other one, um, Boris, down the chimney. But the, the Eaton mess. The Eaton mess is it's a bit crazy, but I, I have to say, to be fair, that I think anybody with this task would have a pretty rough ride. Yeah. I'm not sure anybody would, in his position, know exactly how to handle it. So um, having said that, I think as a whole, our country has been pretty good. Um, we've had a mixture. It's been a bit of a mess, but we've had times out of it and in it. I think it's just very difficult. I don't think anybody really knows how to how to do it. So I don't feel like putting anyone down the chimney. To be quite honest with you, That's I'm climate change. Should we put Should we put climate change down the chimney? Oh no, not climate <laughs> change. No, no, no. That's not what. I, oh, that's shit. oh dear, Shirley. Oh dear. Uh, you put not well, climate change. I mean, um, what's the opposite? <laughs> what what what's yeah, the no, I know what you mean. The smoke that comes out of our fires back down the chimney. That one, that one. Yeah, Let's put it back down the smokeless, chimney. Smokeless fuel only, if if at all. Yeah, absolutely. And um, to round off, we do like to ask um, our our guests who have good voices, and you have um, an outstanding voice, to sing us a little song. And because it's Christmas, I don't know what anything that makes you feel comfortable. Because I know I've put you on the spot. And, yeah, um, because I've just got to get my little idea out in front of me. Um, I'd love to have sung you, to be honest with you, check out Lil, which I'm going to send you after this, okay? I'll just ping it over to you. Check out Lil is a song that somebody wrote for me about somebody who works in a shop and she puts, off, she takes off her overall and everybody's gone home and she sings, Merry Christmas, check out Lil, sure you'll be glad to leave that with a walnut whip and ginger wine cheers check out lil i'm checked out lil and then when she gets home she sings going to bed lying awake i ponder things i touch but may not take 
and dream of checking in and checking out and checking through and checking up and checking in and checking out and checking through and checking up and checking in and checking out and checking through and checking up and checking in and checking out next customer please so she's basically unable to forget about her shop but i'm going to sing you is this it no i won't sing you that but i will sing you this i love it janie um i will sing you this as well i wish you a merry christmas i wish you a merry christmas i wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year good tidings we bring to thee and thy kin I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And then you could have bring out the figgy pudding, but I think we'll just leave it like that. <laughs> that is perfect. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, Amy, Janie. It's been so gorgeous almost seeing you, but definitely hearing you <laughs> and very much enjoying you. It's been an absolute treat, hasn't it, Shirley? Oh, I've loved it. Bless, I've loved it. bless um, you. Well, I don't know if you can see me now, can you? <laughs> There she Thanks. is. There we are. We get a visual. How lovely. It's so lovely to see you. That's thank you. It's, it's so lovely to... Well, I was seeing you just now. And thank you for the chat. It was really very lovely to see you both looking so beautiful and so well and, and coping with everything brilliantly. I mean, I think you're very different to me. So, you know, what I said, you have to take it, you know, it's, you know, it's my story, but it's not everybody's story. And so, you know... Don't ever lose your wonderful sense of humour. You're Aww. so funny. I can't wait to see you live again. I really can't. I, I, I can't really, wait to see really you live, forward. please. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll do something. We'll, we'll do, do a something. double bill at the Zadell one yeah, day. Let's do a double bill at the Zadell. <laughs> oh, that would be heaven. I would love that. Let's Cross talk about pollination. it. Mm. My darling, thank you so much. And send us everything, your quotes, your songs. Send them. We'll read them out. Inspire and nourish our souls. We're desperate for it. All right, sweetheart, I will do it now. All right. So much. Thank Lots you. Of Lots of love. Wasn't she lovely? Wasn't she lovely? Isn't she? I just, I, I just love her. I love her bones. I really do. Um, and that was so lovely and open and honest. And, you know, she's made me think. That will sit with me. Thank you for sharing, Janie. Thank Janie you, Dean, Janie. for listening. Thank you for sharing. And uh, thank you for caring, indeed. And we've got hold of her quote. The old Martha Graham quote. It's a long quote. She was right. It's a couple of paragraphs, a couple of stanzas. But I'm just going to take the the, the, the first sentiment. A line or two. Okay, fine. The yeah, first great. sentiment. There is a vitality, a life force, an energy, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there is only one of you in all of time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any other medium, and it will be lost. So you, take Shirley. from that what you will. Let that sit with you, Shirley. Don't block your energies, guys. No, no, do it. Go. Keep them fluid. And keep them flowing. Well, that was... No, listen, I'm, I'm absolutely... I've got, I'm, I'm lost for words now, Shirley. I'm lost for words. Maybe just time for a quick winner-winner chicken dinner. Forward um, slash dad duck. We, we, a dad duck. I, I do need to... Forward say. slash a dad duck. Um, I, <laughs> and then say exactly the same. Um... I do want to say that I was mistaken. Asda isn't closed on um, Christmas Eve. 
You were right. You were right to judge. You were right to judge me and and mistrust me. When you were saying it, I thought, is this fake news or is this fake news? I know. I say with such conviction. Um, No, it's it's in fact Boxing Day, but still a massive gesture. Still a massive, massive. And that will be Asda, Marks and Spencer, and Poundland, and then um, Sainsbury's and Morrison's will be open. Okay. Thank goodness for that. Also, Aldi and Waitrose shut. But hey, who cares? Um, What's your dead duck? My dead duck is the fact that my son has started biting um, really quite aggressively. No, when I say aggressive, it's just hard. You know, you can't... And he finds it very, very funny. It is. So you can't stop him. And he, also, you can't discipline them because they don't really I quite understand. like being nibbled by my son. find it quite... Nibble- oh, no. yeah. I find okay. it quite sort of strangely erotic. <laughs> yeah, but the way you say it like that, it's just like... it's You can't teach them to bite. It's not on. It's a no. That's absolute verboten. But no, I'm glad you enjoy that. You're dead duck. Um, oh, having gone into isolation before I go and meet the um, the vulnerable at Christmas, it's really it's it's really boring. So you have absolutely no childcare, no nursery, no playgrounds, no coffee shops, no shops, just no in the house, and you just um, there's a lots of chat, there's lots of chat, but the chat be dry. Well, that's something. The chat be dry. Um, what's your winner winner? That is uh, my winner winner is. Uh, Oh, well, actually, my winner winner is the fact that a creative week. I haven't really been with him that much. So when I see him, we hang out. We've been watching, we watched The Snowman. That was a massive winner winner. Flung, 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 flung. And actually, it made me quite nostalgic because when I watched it for the first time back in the 80s, I was probably about five. I remember it was a special event. And my son, now two, watched it and actually you know it's it's just i don't know it just pulled at one of my heartstrings shirley it just sort did of, you I weep you're, you're as cold of as ice i did, did you i weep? didn't weep but i did feel it's you know it's sweet i remember when i watched it for the first time and then i'm watching him watch it you know it was a a touching moment it's, it's a yeah it's a cycle of life it just it you know it stares you in the face it's very no, confronting. Went, oh no, snowman you know when he melts oh no snowman not flying and i said no not flying anymore but it happened it still happened don't worry um what's your dead duck shelly oh no you're winner winner rather uh, sorry winner, my winner. winner winner just again actually it would have to be spending time with my son and not and not in the sense that i don't get enough time with him i get uh, one would argue too much but the moments i enjoy are the quiet moments where we just sort of snack on the same things it's so nice when they just you know they're off the ellers and they're just on the <laughs> on the salty snacks with you and it's just like oh this is nice and I just and I just have these visions of the future of just going to him going with him to all my favorite restaurants and us just ordering exactly the same thing that's nice and I just know that we will and um and that's lovely um so that much sooner than you think I reckon oh he's going to be a little Lord Fauntleroy absolutely can't wait get that bib on (laughs) get that cotton bib on yeah let's get ordering that'd be lovely um, but yeah, I give it about six months. Um, well, listen, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much, Janie D, for coming on. Thank you, Janie D. And thank you to our listeners who keep tuning in. I mean, we're almost at the end of this um, wretched year. Um, and, 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 and I mean, happy Christmas is all. Happy Christmas. And here is to a much improved 2021 where we can take those shots in all their forms and get on with it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Many, many thanks. Huge thanks to Mabel Productions. Thank, Thank you, you Shirley. so much. Thank you, Shirley. Bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Motherfunk with Shirley and Shirley, otherwise known as Joanna Carolan and Pascal Wilson, produced by Mabel Productions. Tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Bye.